0: Hello America, it's Friday I have looked for someone that could explain the economy uh, And explain what was really going on That that was from the inside So had seen it from all sides I have looked for 20 years I have finally found that person uh, And she is on with us here in just a second She's the author of a book, A Must Read The War on Small Business. If you want to know, if you're a small business and you want to know, uh, how do I survive? What am I up against? You need to read The War on Small Business. She's a former investment banker. She calls herself a recovering Wall Street investment banker. Uh, And she can explain the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill in ways that you probably have not heard yet. Carol Roth joins us in 60 seconds. program oh man we've got to talk about me gold uh, as every good pirate knows you need uh you need uh you need some gold uh and some silver and you need to have you need to have some gold why are you not facing me oh man see this is why we do a radio show and not a television <laughs> show because my, my you also do a television my show my pirate My pirate bird uh, Mm. is uh, he's just sticking his butt in my face. I don't know why now he's this is this is for a pirate. This is a very bad time for me. Um, And I've got the scar on my face to prove that I'm a pirate. (laughs) Anyway, gold and silver. uh, Gold and silver are the is the place that the world always runs to. After all, the insanity has stopped. I I buy it as a hedge uh, against insanity. Some people buy it as a hedge against inflation. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'll have gold and silver as part of my portfolio physically for the rest of my life. And then I pass it on to my kids. The world goes insane from time to time. And they leave all of these financial principles. And they're like, no, this time is different. And it's not. And then they always return to gold or silver. So. Have you called Goldline yet? Please call Goldline. Just do your homework and find out yourself if it's right for you. It may not be right for you. It's right for my family. This week, Goldline will ship you five uh, free one ounce silver gold line bars just for completing the application. Also, there's bonus medals when you complete the buying process. But there's no pressure on this. Just call and get the information and find out if it's right for you. 866 Gold Line. 866 Gold Line or goldline.com. This is just crazy. It's Friday and I don't even know what's happening. Don't even know what's happening to this once credible radio broadcast. Shut up, Stu. It was at one time. (laughs) Carol Roth is uh, with me now. She is the author of the book, The War on Small Business. If you want to know what's happened in the last uh, year or so, uh, this book explains it all. What's more, it goes further and explains what you're up against. Carol, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Glenn. Happy Friday the 13th. I'm oh, uh, kind of feeling like we're in an economic horror show right now.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so so let's go through the, the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. I just want you to talk about this in, in a way that w- 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 the average American can understand uh, this You know, we've been saying there's no infrastructure in it. Where's the
1: bridges and the roads?
0: It's not about that kind of infrastructure, is it?
1: No, and the worst part is we actually have two bills, and they're more than $3.5 trillion. So you have the more than $1 trillion, what they're calling the infrastructure bill, which is, you know, a little bit of infrastructure, but includes things like how can we tax you and keep you from going on the road, which I'm not exactly sure how that means, uh, how, how that sort of Uh, becomes infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg. That has enabled this $3.5 trillion, and some people are calling it an infrastructure bill. It's really a budget resolution framework. And this, and I'm going to have the exact quote from Chuck Schumer, the Democratic budget will bring a generational transformation to how our economy works for the average American. And if you don't have that super secret decoder ring, that is clear code for economy by central planning mandates. And I'm assuming we should have all expected this given the fact that the head of the budget committee is none other, none other than Bernie Sanders, who we all know is, yes. you know, has been a communist synthesizer in the past. So not only do we have to sort of contend with this infrastructure piece, but on top of it, we have $3.5 trillion in terms of a budget framework, and I'm happy to, to go into detail on any uh, of
0: that. So I'd like to hear some of that, because I, I think these two fit together. You know, it's they're bringing pieces of things together um, when you combine the two. And isn't the reconciliation also coming? Don't we have to have a budget reconciliation here in a month?
1: That, that's what this framework is. So, okay. so basically, by enabling the one plus trillion dollar infrastructure bill, that has opened, be, that has actually laid the infrastructure, pun intended, to get to this three and a half trillion dollar budget that they're going to do by reconciliation because they don't think, obviously, they can get the votes to pass it. So they needed the first piece. And unfortunately, we had 19 Republicans who said, yeah, okay, that seems like a good Use of funding, um, and so they are complicit in this. And unfortunately, the Democrats feel like they have this mandate because even though we've had the central planning that has been accelerating, and you, you look at over the past year and a half. Uh, all the things that they have done in terms of increasing inflation, disrupting the job markets, the supply chain, shuttering small businesses, throwing savers and retirees under the proverbial bus and all kinds of other financial and individual rights atrocities, you would think people would say maybe central planners don't know what they're doing. But at the same time, they basically started conditioning people to want to get more reliance on the government. They had the stimulus payments. They had the enhanced unemployment benefits. They said, we're going to be there for you. And so that's really paved the way to this huge three and a half trillion dollar socialist wish list.
0: So it is and the things uh, the, 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 the I mean, Rubio and Lee were for enhancing the, the child tax credit. But that was something that you would get in April and you would have to have paid taxes what instead the geniuses at the gop signed up for and now lee and rubio are like what are you crazy is a check from the federal government every month if you have children so this is basically ubi is it not
1: yes you hit the nail on the head so they're calling it the child tax credit because, you know, you would be evil if you wouldn't want people to get early access to their taxes because they had to take care of their children, right? But it isn't isn't—it isn't a tax credit because, as you said, you don't have to actually earn any income in order to get it, which means that it is a guaranteed payment from the government, which is one of those things like the stimulus and, and like these other endeavors that are paid, paving the roads for constant guaranteed payments from the government and dependence on the government. And also things like universal pre K and what I call quote unquote tuition free, because we know that somebody's paying for it, and that's mm-hmm. you, know, you and me and every ab- average American community college. And it's being sold by the media, who's always complicit in this, as relief. It's relief for the families. And you have to ask yourself what is it relief from? Is it relief from being responsible? Is it relief from taking care of your children that you decided to bring into the it, world? Is
0: it relief from the incredible inflation that they won't talk about? I mean, a <laughs> d- gas has gone up a dollar per gallon. Uh, I'm sure, Carol, you, you remember the days. I clearly remember the days when i would be counting my quarters at the gas pump and i could only put a little bit in my tank you put twenty dollars of gas into your into your truck or your car it's not getting very far now
1: yeah no it's it's amazing and it is this almost You know, satire, feel like you're in a Monty Python skit. Because as of a few years ago, the United States had become the leading producer of oil in the entire world, and we had energy independence. And the Biden administration kneecapped that. They cut off the leases for oil and gas. They decided to shut down the Keystone Pipeline and and many other things. And now they're begging the cartel to produce more oil. I I mean, it's just completely insane. And if you actually cared about the environment, you would say, well, I'm pretty sure that we do a better job in making sure that we take provisions to cleanly produce that oil and we're not shipping it across
0: right we're not shipping it across an ocean (laughs) uh i mean it's 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 really nuts and now he is looking at the oil companies to see about price gouging and see where they are being illegal um this only makes sense is if you are trying to let's let's not say destroy the united states of america let's say, destroy the Constitutional Republic as we have it and the free market, it only makes sense if you are replacing oil with something else. And we know I was just talking to a guy who was out at Pebble Beach going out to Pebble Beach uh, and is is high up in, you know, and knows about, you know, uh, very high end cars. And he was uh, telling me that all of them, except for Bugatti, will be all electric by 2030, which 2030 happens to be the Agenda 2030 timeline and the uh, World Economic Forum timeline. And and I think the timeline of the Biden administration as well. I mean, this is all well coordinated and you see exactly it's coming together. They're doing it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much to unpack there, and this is why I love talking to you because I could go on each of these things <laughs> for like 30 minutes. But you know, I'm somebody who spends my life grounded in facts and reason and putting together data sets, and so you know, I'm not off on wild conspiracy theories. But you're seeing the things that they're saying and they're doing, and it's out in the open. It's not. Hidden, there's no like digging that needs to be done. They're literally saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not unreasonable to believe there is some level of coordination there. And then you have, you know, as you mentioned, these sort of these green mandates. Um, I do happen to wonder if there is, uh, you know, some politicization of this, given the fact that so many of the red states rely on uh, oil and gas in terms of the you know, the big drivers of their economy. So I mm-hmm. have to wonder about that. And then I saw all of these billionaires had banded together was Bezos, Gates, Bloomberg and Ray Dalio, who is a major head fund, head fund, hedge fund manager. And they're investing in a company that is now mining for these green materials that go into the production of things like lithium batteries yeah. and whatnot to enable this green transformation. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you know, like which is the chicken and which is the egg? Is it do they know that it's coming and so they're jumping on it, or is it hey, you know, this is the new way to make money, so we're all coordinating and pushing oh. it together? It sort of doesn't <laughs> matter which one, right? Because the outcome's the same.
0: Well, yeah, there. There's a story out today. Bill Gates said he would commit 1.5 billion dollars over three years to climate change projects with the government uh, that they're including in the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. He he's putting a 1.5 billion dollars into the projects as a public private partnership with the government, which is exactly what the Great Reset is taking away the free market and putting in public private partnerships. That agree on ESGs. I'd like to get your comment on that here in just a second. Let me take one minute break. We're back with Carol Roth. Uh, Carol, is, Carol is Carol uh, is the author of a book that is a must read: "The War on Small Business." You want to survive? Read that book: "The War on Small Business." Back in sixty seconds. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www dot dot org. Okay. Uh, You can think about how you can make more money, but before you do that, uh, be aware of how you're spending your money now. Is there a way that you can spend less to be able to have more and then think about, okay, what else can I do to make more money? Here's the thing. American financing, if you call them, they have dedicated mortgage specialists that will help examine all of your options. It's possible that you could get a refi of your mortgage at a much lower rate. Or you could bundle all your debt up into a consolidation loan, which would save you hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. Think about what an extra $12,000 a year would do for you and your family. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you and me to find ways to make their finances work for them. Call them today, American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or American org. Ten seconds, station ID. Carol, welcome back to the program. Shall, shall we uh, pick up where we left off? I think we need to. Okay, go ahead.
1: I think we need to. So you're talking about this shift from more free markets, freedom, transparency, choice, property rights, to more central planning, where we have a handful of bureaucrats who are making decisions, including economic decisions on behalf of the masses. They're using force. They're using coercion. They're using control. They're using opacity, and they're partnering. Right? It's the it's the big government. It's the big business and the big special, special interests all partnering together to continue to consolidate power and move us closer to this centrally planned, or if you want to call it socialist or any other word, communist type of economy. And it is really frightening. And I want to go back to what you were saying about um, Joe Biden and the decisions that he made, and, the, and the, the press release around OPEC, because he came out and he said that he was going to look into disruptions in the market and the disrupting of, of competition and markets. Right. And it's just so absurd because they are the ones that are disrupting. administration that are disrupting the market. Yep. So not yep. only are they the ones that are limiting the supply from America, but remember what they've done to the jobs market as well. They kept people out out of the jobs market, and that's impacting the price of gas as well. It's not just the barrel of oil. It's the fact that these trucking companies cannot find people to hire, and when they do find people to hire, they have to pay them more. So it's costing you more to get that gas to the gas station. So you are the one who is disrupting the market, and you're going to look into the corruption? I I mean, that's incredibly rich. It is.
0: It is also, I want to take you back to... um, the oh gosh what was it called the crazy um uh, crazy things that they were teaching in schools we, we helped stop it about four years ago common core common core so common if you core, remember yes. if you remember common core was a microsoft or a uh, bill and melinda gates foundation uh, effort they really pushed that and bill gates gave several speeches and you could find them online hurry while that lasts um where he was talking about we need to get we need to produce uh, information about the children as soon as they can, because it, at, th- at third grade, we can then start to s- streamline this and start to train them for the jobs of the future that they would be best suited for. So it's a factory. Education becomes a factory uh, to produce little workers for these giant corporations. The government also wants to control all of the uh, the education. So they're good little government stooges. This is a total transformation. And when you understand how it all fits together, you it, it, it makes sense. And you see exactly everything. Your world once again comes back together. You used to understand it. But once you understand this your world comes back together you don't like it but at least it all makes sense
1: yeah i mean it is sort of a, an indoctrination farm you know they're not teaching math and science and financial literacy or even coping skills right at this point in time they're teaching racial equality and crt and social justice and whatnot which won't help them at back- all <laughs> <laughs> which goes back to this three and a half trillion dollar budget resolution framework, which is now extending the pipeline of of school. They want it to be in the pre K business and then they want to take you up through college. So it's not enough to own that primary and secondary education. It's not enough to nationalize the college lending business to the point where it has made it so expensive that people can't even get a return on their investment in terms of educations anymore. But now they want to start this pre-K. They want, they want to start putting these things in mm-hmm. people's heads earlier. And so when you, when you take that lens and you look at the things that they're proposing, there's, no, I mean, you could make the argument before COVID, the eight plus trillion dollars of spending at all government levels, the thousands of laws, the expansion of their purview that we already had this hybrid centrally planned economy. If you start layering in pre-K, tuition-free community college, laying the groundwork for Medicare for All by lowering the eligibility age for mm-hmm. Medicare and expanding its benefits, these green initiatives, I mean, I don't know how you don't argue that we are basically moving to a socialist
0: economy it is unbelievable carol thank you so much Uh, her name is carol roth she is the author of the war on small business i know we will be talking again carol thank you so much god bless
1: have a wonderful weekend
0: you too if you really want to understand what's going on start your search at the book the war on small business grab it now amazon or wherever books are sold This is the Glenn Beck program. Well, now from the now famous my pillow to the incredibly comfortable mattress topper to the soft cotton of the Giza dream sheets. Mike Lindell has revolutionized the way America sleeps every night. You can lay your head down on a pillow that's not going to get hot. It's not going to go flat. That alone is a miracle in sleeping. I'm sandwiched between a comfortable mattress topper and the softest and most comfortable sheets imaginable. Happy as a clam. I think I'm happier because clams sleep on sand and I'm sleeping on Giza Dream Sheets. And they're on sale now for a limited time at 50% off with promo code BECK. They're made with Giza cotton, the softest cotton in the world, and they get softer and softer every time you use them and wash them. They're breathable, cool to the touch, and extremely durable. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if it's not what I say it is and you don't like it, just ship it back. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Get the Giza Dream Sheets now for as low as $49.99. That's half off with promo code... Back. go to blaze tv.com slash
2: glenn promo code there of course is glenn you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv today
1: and barack knows that we are
0: going to have to make sacrifices we are going to have to change our conversation Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions our history we're going to have to move into a
2: different place.
0: My name's Beck. I'm a cop. I'm a language cop. What happened to my music? I mean, I can't do this. This is just not right. This is not the way it would happen on... Aww, that's oh, soothing. Oh, soothing. Like it's that. like Microsoft. Microsoft says there's a problem. There's an error. Bill Gates says no. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Clippy. Okay. I mean, I guess. I clippy <laughs>
2: remember clippy I whatever remember happened clippy. to clippy i don't know remember the I little paper clip all guy? about him yeah. yeah he'd pop up clippy. and st- he'd ask you questions what about what you were doing stupid thing it was a friend though yeah. you know there was times when you yeah. were writing something and you just need to Clippy to say like do you want to indent that paragraph right and i would say you know what no but thank you Clippy, for asking
0: <laughs> now it just happens now it just happens now yeah. it's just like you don't know what you're doing right i'm writing the letter for you <laughs> Sure. Clippy's gained some weight and an attitude, <laughs> quite honestly,
2: <laughs> and a, a waste removal uh, business. Yeah,
0: that he enforces. <laughs> Look, I'm not only a paperclip. I also collect garbage in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So indent when I tell you to indent. <laughs> Oh, the days of Clippy! Do we have the? Uh, do we have it, Sarah? Or, it looks like there was. A, it looks like a, our computers down because I just can't do this without a. I guess. I guess I could go on. Could I go on? Do you to, feel that we've become
2: at all? Uh, I don't know. Uh, too dependent? Com- dependent on
0: on technology. Uh no, I don't know why you would say something like that. Because <laughs> I mean, it just your technology goes down and then <laughs> nobody
2: understands what you are saying. So there's that moment in the the Bo Burnham Inside Special that's on Netflix where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, maybe. Oh, I love this. T- taking our entire <laughs> lives and <laughs> turning them over to Two giant
0: companies that just take and control. Now all of our lives may have been. <laughs> maybe
2: that- Maybe
0: that (laughs) wasn't a a good idea.
2: (laughs) I just thought the way he spits it out is such an obvious statement. Uh, But it is where we are. It is. It really is. You think about that. Uh, Just from the perspective of we complain all the time about these big tech companies, Uh, understandably and correctly, right? But like our case is essentially they are so important to our lives. That if they take us off one of their services, it's a violation of our constitutional rights. When did this happen? I understand the arguments for that point of view, and they are significant and important. May I go
0: back to However, the However. May I go back to the <laughs> Bo Burnham special yeah. where he's singing about the internet. Yeah. Everything all of the time. Everything all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I love it when he comes back and and he is singing as the internet. Oh remember when we first started yeah and i just love you i'm just serving you just travel blogs and and it was just nice
2: and easy you come on you check out you read a little something you leave and now it is everything everything you know i i don't think you know glenn maybe maybe taking our entire lives and (laughs) turning it over to a bunch of Giant tech companies. No, because we'll always be
0: able to master it. <laughs> yes. And Barack knows where's that now. You asked. You just <laughs> asked for the music. And party. Barack knows Thank that you. we are going to have to make sacrifices. <laughs> (laughs) We're going to have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Yes, that's right. My name's Beck. I'm a cop. (laughs) I thought you were a pirate. No, I'm a cop in this show. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, this cop, that's a different...
2: Totally different series. My bad.
0: That's the one on Netflix. This is the one. I'd like you to meet my dog, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) Stu. So, uh, I'm part of the, uh, word and tradition police, and I want to point out a few things that have been going on. Let's take on the rituals of the police in Chicago. The proceedings for Officer Ella French, who was murdered at a traffic stop Saturday, reportedly rushed due to a decision made by the first deputy superintendent, Eric Carter. He said, we don't have 20 minutes for this. Crap. Crap. He was second in command. He was heard on an audio recording referring to the bagpipe proceedings. According to the Chicago Times, we're not waiting for the bagpipes. Just get the vehicles inside. See, what usually happens is the it's a sacred part of having the honor guard, you know, there and the bagpipes. And after an officer died and they take him to from the morgue and they take him to the funeral home, they play the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. But he said we don't have time for that crap. And so they moved on, and the police are not real happy about it. But let me just say this. Barack knew that we had to change some of our traditions and some of our language. Yes, that's right, with my My faithful dog Stu. What's that, Stu? I... <laughs> Stu, you have another story? Oh my gosh. This one is about language. I'm glad I don't have a role in this In by the an way. article. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. In an article headlined No More Master Bedrooms, Minnesota Real Estate Listings Aim for Inclusivity. Yes, that's right. Uh, agents say that calling the biggest bedroom and bathroom in a house the master bedroom is racist. The yeah, we need a longer bed for this, I think. Anyway, uh, the real estate agent said, "Quote: I'm a person of color, and every time I hear the term master bedroom, I kept saying to myself, I don't like how it sounds. Oh, well, then you should get over it." Or maybe you should change the way you say things. But I'm not really offended by master bedroom. And I, I've never tied it to, kids, bring in your shackles. The master is speaking. Exactly like a person with white privilege. Exactly. Uh, in addition to combating the race, racist term, terminology, the real estate groups now are pushing to phase out gender-specific language, such as, I dare, dare I even say it, the man cave, or the she shed, I don't even know what the she shed is, or the accessory dwelling unit, or the den... Why wouldn't you call something a den? Apparently, it would avoid offending transgender or non-binary people. Why? The den? Lion's Den, maybe? Right, but Uh, why would that offend transgender people? I have no idea. Instead of mother-in-law suite, it's now the guest house or the in-law suite. How dare you offend those who aren't married? And any rooms that hint of two sexes, such as Jack and Jill bathrooms, have to re- be replaced now with dual entry bathroom. Mm-hmm. Avoiding terms that could offend a buyer or seller just makes good business sense. Well, it doesn't seem to bother you when you offend the hell out of me. No, no one cares about that. No, it really, it really doesn't. No one Wait, hold it just a sec. Stew, the crime dog. Give it to me. Oh, my gosh. Stu, the crime dog has just given me yet another story because Barack knows we have to change our language. Today, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, the ABM, which I'm a member of. Are you a member of? Stu, the lifetime member. Yeah, lifetime member.
2: Oh,
0: you were asking the dog. I am asking the crime dog here. Uh, they have new guidelines introducing lactation-related language. Thank you. Finally. I, I know, right? Finally. We have been waiting for it. The new guidelines were published to affirm the organization's commitment to gender equality and health equity, including the new terminology for lactation-related language. Terms for lactation include chest feeding. Not breastfeeding, but chest feeding and not mothers but human milk feeding individuals if that doesn't just roll off your tongue human, human milk, milk feeding, feeding individuals, individuals. Mm. I need a human milk feeding individual right now for some chest feeding the ABM recognizes that not all people who give birth and lactate identify as female and some individuals identify as neither male or female. <laughs> why, the, why these people have children and are allowed to have children, I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's the kind of language and thinking that's got to stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Stu the Crime Dog. <laughs> language, this is according to the ABM. Listen to this. Language has power. The language that we use should be as an exclusive inclusive as possible when discussing infant feeding when working with patients. It is best to ask them for the affirmed terminology when communicating medical research language should accurately reflect the population studied as to not mask the research needs so they're saying in science for research it's important I'm going to say this again language should accurately reflect the population studied well I don't know human milk feeding individuals uh, I don't think that's an accurate study uh, or men that are chest feeding I don't think they can lactate But maybe that's just, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I forgot my role (laughs) as a language and tradition cop. Using uh, gender-neutral terminology in medicine is increasingly more common phenomena. According to some of the esteemed medical uh, schools, Katie Herzog reports, a University of California endocrinology, I'm a doctor, Mm -hmm forced to apologize for implying that only women can give birth. The professor used the gendered language of pregnant women instead of the preferred pregnant people. He apologized, saying, I don't want you to think that I am anyway trying to imply anything. And if you can summon some generosity to forgive me, I would really appreciate it again. I'm very, very, very sorry for that. It was not my intention to offend anyone by using the words pregnant people. The worst thing I can do as a human being is to be offensive. I said when a woman is pregnant, which implies, this is a scientist saying this, which implies that only women can get pregnant. And I most sincerely apologize to all of you. Soldiers, keep looking for those traditions and the language and our history that must be changed because after all, Barack knows. And Barack knows that we are gonna have to make sacrifices. We're gonna have to change our conversation. Uh, We're gonna have to change
2: our traditions, our history. We're gonna have to move into a different place.
0: There is nothing more frustrating than having your identity stolen online. You couldn't bark. You couldn't play along enough just to bark. That's why you, you're not in the Hall of Fame.
2: You were talking to a dog of some sort. I tried to answer
0: your questions,
2: and you continued not to as bark. A dog.
0: Not no, as a dog. Not even not even like, well, I don't know, Glenn. Do we have? <laughs> I'm still the crime
2: dog. I, I don't know, Glenn. You wouldn't even do that. Now that you've done three different animal voices right. for today, do, w- which one do <laughs> we expect a- before the end? We had the parrot. The parrot. Oh, yeah, the parrot. The barking dog. The yeah. And now the crime dog. Yeah. Like well, the McGruff just, style
0: dog. I'm just. Uh, do you
2: have anything else planned I do for this have, last segment? Well,
0: I do. It's a pirate segment. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have to remove the bandage. No, no. Don't, you don't need to remove the bandage. No, you have the to bandage, see the scar. The, the bandage scar looks is fantastic. No, you the keep scar it on. is the whole thing. Without the scar, you won't believe that I'm a pirate.
2: I. It, I don't believe you're a pirate, no matter what. I'll turn you around. (laughs) I'll
0: turn you around. You wait till you see. (sighs) Do you know what it's like having to work with him every day? My gosh. LifeLock. There's nothing more frustrating than working with Stu or having your identity (laughs) stolen online. Uh, They steal everything from you. Uh, If you're like me, you've worked hard for what's yours, and you don't want some idiot like Stu with a keyboard wrecking everything. But he does anyway. I mean, that's because LifeLock can't even stop. They can't stop Stu. I mean, Stu is just a never-ending pain in my ass. They can't stop him from doing everything. But you should see how much they stop. But if something goes wrong with Stu, I can call LifeLock. And they'll say, good luck finding another executive producer. And I'll say, damn right, LifeLock. And they say, but uh, we'll, we'll call you. you. You don't call us. We call you if somebody's stolen your identity. And I'll say, you damn right, LifeLock. And then they say, and if, if something happens, we got a dedicated team. And I'll say, that's damn right. Why are you talking to me about all of this? I called you about Stu. He wouldn't do the Stu crime dog voice. <laughs> anyway, LifeLock is just doing what they do, I guess. You be you, boo. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. I only say that because it drives Sarah out of her mind. As it should. 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BEC for 25% off now. The Glenn Beck Program. Just you. <laughs> I just... No. No. I want you to know, he has not participated in any of the... <laughs> Fun sketches that we've done today We have not done any fun sketches He has not played the dog No In any way He had two ways to play it He would not play either He would not play the bird Now he won't play the bird In the final pirate send-off And I am not happy about it Because had I known this earlier... Yes. I would have played both brilliantly. You would have played I both. Would how have... would that have gone? <laughs> You're gonna get a shiv between the ribs. <laughs>
2: that's so a shiv. Ah, shiv? What is it? Ah,
0: pirates <laughs> don't have a shiv. A knife, me matey. <laughs> that's that's what would it. Monday, we return with Pirate Theater. And Are they in stereotypical prisons? Is that how... <laughs>